0: Hi, this is Jerry Salai, I'm the Chief Strategist at Tricio. And today I'm interviewing James Chu, who is our Head of Investment Solutions. Hello, now, everyone. James, I was just gonna say, I've known you for a long time. You're very, very good at what you do. And we're gonna to try to explain to people a little bit about structured products today. Is that all right? Thank you. All right, first off, can you give me a five or six line brief bio of James Chu, please?
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, I started my career in HSBC asset management. I had an engineering background. Therefore, I was uh, recruited on, the, uh, on that company to do some quantitative work and risk management work related to derivatives, options and futures. Uh started in Hong Kong, moved to London in 1996, uh, started doing different things, asset allocation, running uh, portfolios to options and futures. And then I also started uh, developing the structure product business uh, with the team in HSBC. Uh, We launched uh, structure products, guaranteed products in the retail market in UK from 96, 97 onwards in different wrappers. And then we developed the business in the UK then Asia with other uh, teams uh, in Asia as well. In 2003, I joined American Express Band when I met you, Jerry. That's right. I Basically, head up the global uh, uh, the pro- global head of product development and business development there. Basically, just to do 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 more structured products on different asset classes. And that's what I did. Uh, uh, then I spent a little bit of time with Standard Charter. Then set up my own firm, uh, Blue Sky Asset Management, which was bought by In Capital. Uh, and then I worked for Raker. Uh, Basically, all these are smaller boutiques. Uh, either I set myself or I work with some other entrepreneurs and basically try to do wealth management uh, using different type of asset class in good social products. So last year, I set up TreeSeal with Jerry and also John Carverley, our chief economist, basically trying to help advisors and wealth managers to get better solutions
0: for their clients. Thank you, James. Um- I guess the underlying question though is, why are people using structured products in the past? And why do you think they're using them now? Okay. Uh, when we launched structured products
1: back in the mid nineties, etc., the main purpose of structured products was to create some kind of protection. They're like bonds. Bonds always give you back the principle at maturity. Subject to credit risk of the issue of the bond. In the same structure product, a bank or a fund basically is backing a structure product. They have measures in there to make sure that you got your principal back at maturity. And okay. then you've got the returns that's linked to stocks or stock market indices or other underlying assets like commodities, currencies, etc. And basically we call this is a risk management. So you could basically uh, uh, invest in, for example, UK equities and you make money already and you think the equity is going to go down. Instead of going into bonds or cash, you could buy such a capital protected product. You lock in the gains you get so far, so that maturity, you know that you get the gains that you have made so far back. But in addition, if the market keeps going up, you participate. And that's the risk management measure. And then I think in the the later years, people start to do the other, uh, the investment structure products for another reason, new enhancement. It's basically called put writing strategies uh, in technical term, or you could call it reverse convertible and other jargons, derivatives, derivatives, people love jargons. And that's uh, two of them. Uh, What you do basically is that you get an enhanced income or return by taking a wheel on the underlying market. In these cases, typically you want the underlying indices or stocks or whatever that will not fall a lot or stay flat and then you get your money back and a good return higher than actually what you get in deposit. That has become very popular after the burst of the internet bubble when interest rates start going down. And it has ever since been one of the most popular reasons. For people to buy structured products, that is what we call yield enhancement. So two objectives: risk management and yield enhancement. Uh, I think nowadays more is more it's more driven by yield enhancement because you don't need the market to go up to generate good return, and that's one of the prime reasons why people use structured products.
0: Okay, thank you for that, James. Um, I guess I guess one of my other questions would, yeah. would be the market has spread considerably because I was looking around and it seems like Korea and Hong Kong are some of the biggest yeah. issues of structured products now. Yeah. But was that you guys working at HSBC spreading the word around the world? around the world?
1: <laughs> partly. Partly. I think when we were in HSBC, we, uh, uh, the initial work I had with my team in, uh, and my counterparts in Hong Kong is to do uh, guarantee funds. So we packaged okay. this at retail funds and sell it through bank branches. And later on, the, the, the bank, HSPs themselves, decide to issue the structure notes themselves. And they, through technology, which I think is key as well in future for structured products market, through the use of technology, they could actually tailor-made some structured products with relatively small sizes, like 10 to 30,000 US dollars. You can have your own strike or exercise level. You can have your own underlying, etc and you basically play around with it and they use uh, the easy structural product that way. It's now become so popular in Asia, despite the financial crisis, it's still
0: growing. So that's almost a bespoke service for for very, what we would call retail amounts of money. Yes, when you wow. say bespoke,
1: it is it, more like, um, I call it more like a set menu type approach. It's okay. like, you basically say, okay, I want this. Obviously I can't do all stocks. Or right. underlying a, a, a currency, I can walk into a bank branch and say, "How about I do a structure products linked to Mexican peso?" In Hong Kong, probably is going to be very difficult. So, uh, okay. or 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 even some some crazy currency that's under control, etc. But uh, yeah, in general, I think that is like that. You basically can pick and choose and try to get something that match you.
0: That's really informative. Thank you, James. Now, in terms of, you talked about the mid 90s and we had decent high interest rates and we had the stock market going up, then the stock market crashed in terms of the US.com. And then you mentioned that the structured market, uh, structured product market re you know, reimagined itself and became a yield enhancement um, opportunity. So in, in your point of view, what part of the stock market cycle, if, if there is a part of the stock market cycle, would be best for structured products with an aim for european and uk investors in other words when should retail investors really think about structured products as part of their portfolio and when should they maybe think about not maybe doing as many or having it in their portfolios at all or is that a concern is a structured product a, a a a decent derivative tool that can be used in all markets
1: i would tend to be okay Let's look at the two angles. Let's look at the angle
0: that is from
1: the provider and banks because what they want to do is basically to get uh, products that are good with good headline rates, attractive potential return as a concept of value for money in Europe and UK uh, imposed under MIFID 2 and PRIPS, two set of regulations here and you need to prove that it's value for money. So headline rate becomes very important. And therefore, uh, uh, in this case, yes, the market cycle is important. You need volatility to be relatively high, and then you ideally interest rate high, if, especially when you do EU enhancement product. Uh, there are other tricks you could do, but basically, you want to you want a the market technically getting really really nervous with a lot of risks, and investor get paid by, by basically taking contrarian view because the market is going to mean reward. I don't mind actually getting paid to take the risk.
0: So basically, you're talking to a natural bear here. I'm always nervous, I'm always aware of risks, so structured products would be good for me all the time. Got it. But when you mention interest rates, are we usually looking at three-year to five-year swap rates or the base rate? What should investors be aware of?
1: When we were working together in American Express Bank and the private bank side, uh, uh, people tend to be more short-term, high-network investors, I still remember we were doing probably the longest product we do is about three, three and a half years or four years. Whereas the retail market, when I started in the UK in was five years, uh, Asia will be shorter again, three years again. So there's a bit of market culture there. Uh, so this is typical, the swap rates we're looking at in the past. Nowadays in the UK, people are doing 10 year product. So we're looking at 10 year rate. And obviously, those 10-year products have auto-call features. In other words, in market performs well, you got your money back early. But that actually complicates how the product is, uh, uh, will, be, uh, will perform or the, the, the value of the product or price of the product will be affected by interest rate because it's not only one interest rate point, but the whole curve. So it's affected by the shape of the curve as well.
0: Okay, that seems complicated, but the retail investor they just get the baseline information for the most part in terms of pricing, in terms of risk reward. And I mean, if, if you were sitting there and somebody came up to you and said, James, I've got 50 grand and I want to invest in a structured product. What should I look out for? What are like the top five things or three things you would point out to them to try to determine whether or not, you know, they know what they're doing and to give them some comfort.
1: You actually mention one word is basically do they uh, one sentence a question. They say uh, do they not know what they're doing? A uh, slightly twist it is. Basically say why are you buying this product? Is it because of headline rate? Because you invested in something similar before it mature and you want to get back in. So that's the first question. So we actually go back to to to, to, to the reason why they want the product. Then secondly, you say uh, to basically to remember that the performance of product is linked to the underlying index or underlying stocks. You need to have a view on how these underlying stocks or indices will perform. Because that will, if, this do, if that does not tie in with the requirements in the product, then there may be a conflict. Give you an example a lot of these auto calls basically the market to be flat or um, slightly down and then in in exchange you got a fixed return uh, accumulated a roll up every year now the two cases that you may want to consider where this is suitable in your portfolio the first case is that you think market is going to drop a lot even though it, it, it said the market is flat, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then you will uh, um, it will generate return. If you think the market is going to drop a lot over the investment uh, period of the product, then you may you may think twice again about that uh, investing in that structured product. The other situation, which is rather rare for, uh, for people to consider, is that you were bullish on it. You think the market is going to take off and keep rising and rising and rising. Then you may wonder why. It's not a, a definite definitive no, but you want to wonder why you want an investment, a structured product that cap your returns. So that's something that you need to consider. So consider the market will do you have, and what is the market will that is needed for the product to produce the best outcome, the second thing. And the third thing is basically what what's are the chance that you, you lose number one return and number two principal or your capital. People used to look, focus a lot on the probability or likelihood of losing capital. Usually, now structured products have some kind of soft protection barrier that you will get your money back unless the underlying index or stocks fall by a certain amount of maturity. That is very common. That you need to look at how much fall. It's typically thirty percent, forty percent, fifty percent from initial level. But I, I I'll also encourage uh, investor to consider. The likelihood of losing income or return. The low income products is, is what we call conditional income. It only pays an income if the underlying index or stocks or whatever performs. So if the index drops below a certain level, you will not get an income for that quarter or that month. So you need to think about that. And sometimes the headline rate for this product is very good 8%, 10% but the range or the condition is so tough that actually likelihood of actually receiving that income is actually lower then you need to consider that so i think these are the main things usually people also consider counterparty banquets uh, especially after the collapse of lehman brothers nationalization of rbs etc so the
0: counterparty isn't this sure or it it isn't the person or the retail bank or whatever that's putting that product in front of you. The counterparty oh, is actually who, the who owns the note,
1: is that? Yeah, I think this is when, when, when people basically say two things. The first important counterparty is the issuer because okay. you invest in a structural note. And that structural note is back usually issued by a bank. There are some financial innovations behind it. Uh, uh, you could reduce that risk, uh, that credit risk. I'm not going to discuss this, probably worth another podcast on that.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: but that's one way. And in the past, it was such an important thing after financial crisis, as I said, when after Lehman Brothers, banks get downgraded. Some advisors or clients say, I would avoid US banks or even UK banks because they uh, they don't think governments will bail them out. So things like that. So uh, uh, you will consider that aspect. I'm not saying it's not, not important now, but uh, I think the financial system actually have repaired themselves a lot but you still need to look at these things um, and ask your advisor uh, for help if needed. The other counterparty will be the one that actually run the administration and custody okay. of structure notes. Usually in the UK, they call plan manager. This is a very unique thing because in the UK, not a lot of people have individual stock account, a uh, stockbroking account. And most stockbroking accounts are actually designed to hold uh, stocks, bonds, uh, uh, listed bonds, and funds. They're not designed for, for structured products or structured notes. So uh, plan managers do that work, and at the same time act as product designer and distributor. So they work with the banks, come up with a product, and then they show it in front of you. So if you look at that plan manager and say, if that plan manager, plan manager goes bust, What's happened to my money? Are they protected, etc. One important thing uh, that investors should remember: for structural notes that issue it as debt, they're not FSCS protected. If the bank defaults, but if the plan manager defaults, they actually is regulated and have their, and uh, properly, then there is a very high likelihood that you will be protected under FSCS.
0: That's really good to know. Thank you, James all right so as, as as the exit sentence here what would your last words on structured products for this podcast and youtube video be for our client base and colleagues and friends in the market do you think structured products are two thumbs up or they have a role to play in a portfolio or you have to be very selective about what you try to do with these things
1: yeah i think um Earlier in the interview, you asked me a question where structured product should be good for certain market cycle. I discussed about pricing. Uh, I think for any investors, it should be useful in all parts of the product cycle, just like any any investments uh, that you should diversify into. Uh, I always like to use the, the this analogy uh, that a structured product is really another strategy to gain exposure and return for certain underlying investment or asset class. So instead of buying an ETF or an active fund in UK equities, you consider using structured products, and it gives you some strategy with some risk management or fixed return or you enhancement strategy that you can't get in those funds. And it's a nice mixture there. I think this is something that actually not only retail investors but also professional investors including fund managers should consider. I know that some DFM are actually using social products actively that way. So therefore, I think it will continue to be there. I think there's a little bit of uh, development and innovation needed properly, not on the pr- necessarily on the product side or strategy side, but more on how the product is distributed. As uh, we talk about what happened in Asia, probably some kind of technological breakthrough here may actually help to get structured products more uh, uh, more popular again. Let me use that word.
0: Okay. That makes a lot of sense, James. Because I mean, I remember, again, back in the mid-90s, structured products were seen as, even when, when you and I met in Edinburgh in, in 2003, 2004, Yeah, so they were seen as a way for high net worth individuals, SMEs, and some you know funds as a way for them to take risk control risk exactly what you said management of yeah. risk in a way through embedded options yeah. paying, you know paying them out having some sort of capital protection if, yeah. if they wanted it and a way to express their view in the markets as well so it seems yeah. like the, the democratization of, of the investment world will see more of these things offered at a really good price and really good options to yeah. uh, reach investors
1: Jerry, I spoke to some banks recently. As you know, we are working on some blogs and articles and research on the market a bit. Uh, the banks were telling me that the debt hasn't changed. The high net worth world in the UK and offshore continue to use such products actively okay. in the same manner. Uh, they do see the value, although the strategies they adopt will change, but they yep. see why they want to do it. Especially on the last point you say, they want to express a wheel. they want to try to find a way that's why i call a strategy i want to try the way to get exposure into a certain investment theme or underlying asset but do not want to risk all their money so that's they they, they want to do that is the uk retail market the the market that is uh, that uh RFAs and wealth managers are, are providing recommendation advice on that has been slowing down uh, a lot probably is because product terms are not as interesting as before. Maybe right. some of the new developments or indices or strategies may not be su- may not be deemed suitable uh, to most clients. This is something that we could look into further when I talk to other people. But that is one thing that we hope that the industry can can work together uh, to just get the market growing again. And Trezo I think is as a investment buddy is someone that I think could try to give ideas and thought leadership to fit into different stakeholders in the industry, banks, plan managers, advisors, and clients, and try to see what is the best way forward for structured products in the UK.
0: That sounds a good, really good challenge. All right, James, thank you for your time. Thank you, no and, problem. And I hope we do another podcast on this and other subjects over the coming weeks. All thank right, you
1: I'm, very much. I look forward to speaking to you again, Jerry, soon.
0: All right.